Hello, hello, and welcome to the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast, the number one podcast for loan officers by loan officers with real originators in the trenches, just like you every single day. If they can go there, how come I can't go there? Well, you can't. Like if you don't water your plants, you don't have future crops. You can't feed your family. You can't make a living. This is watering your crops. You have to find your community and you have to dig in. If it wasn't for you guys, I can tell you, probably my trajectory would have been a completely different one. We'll see you on the next Next Level Loan Officers podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Amazing Next Level Podcast. I'm here with my good friend, partner, founder, Sean Zamanoff. If you guys don't know Sean, you should know Sean. He's one of the most amazing and successful and one of the biggest Ranger fans that you'll ever meet in your life. Welcome, Sean. Hey, uh, the Rangers beat the Astros. Let's, let's roll Rangers. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about them this year. Uh, so today we're going to, uh, Sean, you know, you and I were talking before before we hit the record button for this podcast, we're really just talking about, you know, what are, what are loan officers in, in our industry need right now? And, you know, what influence and what, you know, information can we give them? Because truth being told, you and I are in the trenches. We do this every single day. We're not just telling loan officers what they, you know, what they should be doing, but we're not doing them ourselves. These are things that you and I actually do, things that we think, uh, things that you and I have been focused and worked on for the last 12 to 18 months uh, to prepare for this market. And we've continued to prepare and course correct and try to get better um, in this market. Hey guys, like, so very recently, Dave Stevens, probably not a name that any of you all recognize, but he was the former head of the FHA. Uh, his quote, Dave Stevens forecasts the worst winter the industry has ever faced. KT, you may have coined this phrase or, or borrowed it from anybody, somebody else, but, but you say it a lot. Like, you know, loan officers too often have a flamingo syndrome. So they, they read a post like this and then they go stick their head in the sand. Like, oh, damn, it's the worst industry, the worst uh, winter industry has ever faced. Yeah. I'm going to pull my head out of the sand come spring. Well, guys, listen, last October, so a little over a year ago, uh, I opened up my own mortgage company. I went from managing people all across the country to originating again. I hadn't originated in uh, in nine years. I ran a team, but but I wasn't actively originating. And you know what? The work that I've done over the last year not only has me not scared about this winter. It has me incredibly excited about this winter because I know that I'm going to produce results. I know that the work that I had done over this time, and when I see articles like this long, cold winter, um, it makes me think of the time when Game of Thrones was good, uh, but it also just makes me excited for, for what the future holds because I know that I do things differently. It's just like, you know, recently uh, the NAR just got handed a 1.8 billion up to maybe $5 billion settlement uh, because of this whole uh, realtor commission thing. And, and I'm just going to tell you loan officers who are cheering yay for this. Oh, realtors got what they had coming. Be careful what you ask for because the system wasn't broke. And most of these people that were cheering that, well, 
you know, they were getting fifty, sixty thousand dollars over for their house and then mad that the realtor's making money on it. Like, come on, man. You you've got to you gotta be careful what you ask for because there's always unintended consequences with this. But this just gets down to a couple things. Like, this is going to be a great winter. Like, there's 30,000 transactions or so happening a month uh, in my area. KT's got thousands of transactions still yeah. happening a month. Probably three, probably only 300 <laughs> in my county, be but honest. In, yeah. in your county, but you yeah. service more than, than just your county. But guess, yeah. like 300 transactions in your county. Do you need 300 transactions a month to be successful? I mean, if you do, like – we need to get you on this podcast because I want to know how you're closing 300 transactions a month personally right now uh, because it's just <clears> – <throat> I don't know anybody doing that in our market. So a lot of this is getting back to basics. Now, we've talked about this before, but but we're going to elaborate on a few more things on this podcast. And really, there, there's two main areas that you know we need to focus on right now. Number one, it is tripling down on the things that work for you. Now, we're going to give you some examples, but – as you know, with next level, like we don't have a one size fits all approach. It's not do this on Monday, do this on Tuesday. Now there's some things you should do every week, like call your partners and call everybody in a transaction and update them because it works. And we know loan officers who do that win, but there's not a specific thing that, that you have to do. So you have to triple down on things that work and you have to double down on the things that you're not good at right now, but that you want to be good at and that you want to be successful because if you do, you're going to win in the markets. And like, by the way, there's a ton of information. If you just go to becomenl.com, you can join our community for free. Uh, you can upgrade to pro for pennies a day. And, and if we help you get one deal in the next year, you'll more than pay for your membership. So like, just a little bit on that. But again, guys, you get an app. You get everything to plug in our community at three. Just go to becomenl.com. But KT, like, I mean, I don't know, I'm talking fast, but I'm passionate about this. And I tend to talk fast when, when I get passionate about things because I've done it this last year. And this is going to be an awesome winter for me. Before we get into some specifics, uh, what do you have? Yeah, I mean, I echo the same you know, feelings that you have, I, you know, and just keeping it real, like what you put in is what you're going to get out. And if you're not focused, you know, on the basics and really sharpening the ax and just, and just doing the work, I'm, I'm really, Sean, I'm, if I'm being honest, I think I'm just tired of hearing the doom and gloom and how terrible the market is because it's not, I'm not wired that way. I have the mentality that if you want to be successful, you have to make a choice to do the goddamn work, you know, and to get busy and it's hard and it's not always easy and it's not always pretty. And there's certainly nothing sexy about it, you know, but I think that, you know, in these down, you know, economic market, like I don't want the market to determine my outcomes, right? I want to be always be ahead of it and course correct before it gets there and make sure that I'm making those adjustments. And, and I can tell you, you know, the longer, I've been in this business. The more cycles that I've seen, the more that I learn, the more I've experienced, the better advice I can give. Right. And, you know, getting back to the basics for me in my business, you know, and it's, it's, it's evolved to some degree since 2020, the end of 2021, it started to really shift and change. 
my activities, the things I was focused on. And I just kind of decided, man, you know what? I just want to hit the reset button, right? Because things that we've either built or that we've done for the past five or six years aren't necessarily that important in today's market. Those aren't things that I necessarily need to be doing anymore because it's, you know, it's irrelevant to the current market conditions. Where's the best use of my time as an originator? And how can I get the biggest impact um, and get the biggest you know, return on my time, right? And what are the things that I need to be focused on? And for me, it's been a lot of little things that are very basic, right? And it's not overcomplicated in its, you know, and sometimes what you have is good enough. But I think that, you know, for me, it's been, you know, client and realtor relationships, right? Like staying in front of my past clients is something that I've been focused on doing more of. And I'm making some preparations uh, even before this podcast was recorded is some things I've been working on inside my, my CRM and my, uh, you know, my database. Um, but I do, I think that realtor relationships, um, they're hurting right now. Uh, I talked to a realtor this morning. I'd actually did a two minute video, Sean. She asked me what the, you know, she heard me say something about the two one buy down. I was just checking in with some VIP realtors and she was, you know, saying, oh, my business is down in the doom and gloom. I said, well, you need to start selling the 2-1 buy-down to some of your consumers and be speaking that language. And she she actually said, well, what is that? I said, have you lost your mind? I assume that she's seen my previous videos and Facebook posts and messaging, you know, and private emails that we've sent out to just realtors. But no, they they don't they don't always read it and they don't always see it. And, and I was like, okay, I can't assume that every realtor knows. And so um, it's a constant you know, talking and educating and that kind of falls under, you know, the education piece of the basics, right? I think that we have to really, you know, improve our product knowledge and start giving realtors valuable information because they're hurting. They finally, you know, where we've been for 12 months ahead of them, maybe longer, they started experiencing and, you know, and I don't say that with like, with happiness, like I hate it for them too, just as much as I hate it for, for originators across the, across the industry. But, but, you know, you have to make a decision. Are you going to live in that world of economic, you know, um, you know, down mentality? Or are you going to have the glasses half full mentality? And I'm going to go out there and start really focusing on these basics and understand that it's not going to be immediate results. It's not something that you're going to you're going to do this one thing. and You're going to get a deal out of it, you know, within the next two or three days. Well, now, you could. It could. Yeah. Sometimes that happens, but it's not. But I just think that, you know, client and realtor relationships are very, very important right now. Uh, I think our communication skills have got to improve your language, the way you speak, the way you sell, the way you influence, uh, the way you persuade. Um, I think product knowledge and then education and then embracing technology and like giving classes to realtors on a very consistent basis has been a huge impact on my business this year, doing a class every single month with consistency has moved the needle drastically for me this year and doing them every month is nothing is not something I've done in the past you know but I started doing it give me it gives me more opportunities to get in front of realtors and to do what to share information to buy brain cells to get more leads every single time I swear to you man you can ask my team this Sean every 100% of the time that I put on a class I get at least one lead, sometimes more, right? And it's like, well, and a lot of times they'll turn into closed transactions, right? And typically I'll get two or three leads from a class and I'll close one. And the question is, is would you, would you teach a one to three hour class if someone in exchange for a, for a loan, you know, and I always look at it that way. And I'll say, well, yeah, I would, I would do that, you know, with my, 
um, with my then business. Can I but, pause you for a second? Yeah. I mean, l- let's say that you only made, let's say, let's say you make $2,500 on the average loan that you close. And let's say it takes you a couple hours to prepare for the class and you teach a class for three hours. Would you work for $500 an hour? I mean, that, 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 that's yeah. what, that's what you're asking. Yes. Yes. But I think that, um, you know, now let's talk about loan officers that aren't doing, aren't getting back to the basics. They're not sharpening their ax. They're not getting better. They're just kind of sitting can, can away. Can I talk about a couple of things that, that I'm, that I'm yeah. doing? Yeah, let's do it. Let's hear it. Because like, you know, I want to talk about things that I'm good at. Like I don't like going to other people's events uh, that are large rooms of like 40 people. So I've got ADD, I manage it quite well, but in a room with a whole lot of people and when I'm talking to an individual and I hear things going on, like my mind is involved in 18 conversations at once and it's just like almost impossible. And if you you have ADD, you get it. If you don't, you're like, he just isn't a good listener, but like, it is almost impossible for me to like, I, I keep looking at other people, like all of these things that are going through my head, it, it just pulls me in other directions and it's hard for me to focus. So <clears throat> I do really well in a one-on-one, one-on-two, one-on-three, or if I'm facilitating a group of under 15, uh, where like I'm facilitating the conversation because then it all kind of flows back through me and I can ask the room questions and and get engagement and I am able to stay focused and engaged. And so I just want to like, you may be like the perfect person listening to this. You're like, man, I love a room of 50 people. I end up getting 10 realtor appointments. And and if that's good, then, then that's what you should do. And that's what you should focus on. If you're like me and somebody's telling you, man, I kill it in a room of 50 or a hundred. Like it's cool. Like don't, go to those events or don't put yourself in that situation. That's what I'm talking about. Like tripling down on the things that work for you. It's just being really honest about who you are. And then if there's not an event like that, create your own. You have time right now. Yeah, I wouldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think we have, you know, most people have, you know, most originators have a lot of extra time and and what you do with that time and everything counts, man. Like we got to be, you know, like, I love social media because it's free. It's easy. As long as you're consistent with it and you can kind of set it and forget it. And even some cases it makes it, uh, you know, gives you an opportunity to really stay out there and, um, and be, um, you know, top of mind and and buy those brain cells. You know, Shane and I were talking recently about even reviews, you know, and like I seen some posts in our next level community and people are like, Hey, what can we do? Well, man, like one of the big things that, that I've, that I think is a from a time a timing perspective is spending time going out and giving these realtors reviews, right? Because then you've got the time, right? Set up a process for it. Start getting realtor reviews, and then in exchange, ask them for a review. Well, how's that going to get you business now? Well, I'm telling you, this is more like looking down the road, right? When the market and the economics do start shifting, and you have SEO optimization, you've got way more reviews. People start using Google. You're going to get a lot of that traffic. We get a lot of that traffic already, you know, now, but like, you know what my number one, two, and three referral source is? I would say Google, Google and Google and database. I I mean, like Google is as big as, is like number four. Like when you add up like the next three things that I get, Google is, is my biggest friend. I mean, yeah. 
I started it over 15 years ago. Unfortunately, it's my fault. I didn't manage it and have my team manage it like I I should have during the time where I should have a thousand reviews on there right now. We only have about 300. We have a little over 300. Uh, But like people trust Google and, and it's done wonders for my business, you know, best day to start getting Google reviews is 15 years ago. Second best day is today. And like it will, it will be your friend when you build this. Yep. I agree. It's some of the other things things to do too. Yeah. Like, you know, when you do have your transactions right now, it's, it's the communication during the transactions. Like if there was a time where you could separate yourself, like three years ago, two years ago, 12 months ago, like calling agents during transactions was kind of annoying. I'm too busy. I don't have enough. I don't, I got too much going on right now. They'll take your call. I am winning listing agents at a clip. I mean, I'm better now than I've ever been at what I've done, but I'm winning listing agents at a clip that I've never won listing agents at before because I'm updating them through the transaction. And when I call them, like, and I stalk everyone before I call them. I'm looking at you on Facebook because I want to see what, what your likes and dislikes are. What do we have in common? Uh, <clears throat> whether it's MMI or CoreLogic or you have access to uh, an MLS in your area to pull up production reports, I'm sure as heck stalking you to find out what kind of production that, that you're doing. So before I, I call the agent the very first time, I know exactly who I'm dealing with. And, you know, if it's somebody who's done three transactions or 30 transactions, I'm, I'm still doing it the same way because some agents that I work with now were only doing three a decade ago and, and now they're doing a, a whole lot more. But like, but I'm treating somebody in my mind like the amount of effort, the making sure my game face is on, talking myself up positively a little bit before that phone call to them. It's a little bit different if I know that that might be 10 more buyers next year. And and so, but I'm updating them weekly. I'm talking to them about when the appraisals ordered, making sure that the house is ready to be inspected and all these little things that we need to do to separate ourselves when the loans cleared to close. And, you know, like sometimes I got a buyer's agent who's like, oh man, I don't, you know, let me, or we're still negotiating this or that. I said, I don't care. Like I want that listing agent to know how quickly uh, I got that loan cleared to close because, you know, nobody's that busy right now. Like loans get cleared to close quickly. So when I'm cleared to close two and a half or three weeks before uh, the transaction consummates or like, you know, four days after uh, they're approved because the appraiser is not busy afterwards and the appraisal got done in half of a day. And like, I'm completely don't like, I want them to know that. And you know, maybe there are other lenders doing it too, but the difference in me and the other lenders, they probably didn't communicate that. And so those are the things that, that are, that are making me successful. You know, I'm doing a lot more like Katie was talking about, like the mass communication uh, to my agents, to my past database, uh, because Realtors are falling out of the market. Loan officers are falling out of the market. It'll be really interesting to see the renewals coming up shortly uh, on both sides and and who 
is who's in the market. Um, you know, when KT was talking about realtors are kind of feeling the pain 12 months after we've started to feel the pain, you know, I, I smiled a little bit and it wasn't like, I don't want anybody to feel the pain, but like it's opportunity. Like there's an opportunity for me to get in front of them. There's an opportunity for me to connect with them. Like I haven't been able to, like no one has been able to in the past several years. Well, let me, uh, in closing, man, let me, let me talk to the originator that's listening that may be on the struggle bus. Okay. Cause I think that there's, I think there's a good handful of LOs out there that are struggling. What I would say to you is, you know, don't wait. The time will never be just right. Okay. I would say start where you stand. Okay. Get to work. Do what you have to do to to get the desired result and, and understand it's a process and it's going to take a lot of discipline. Um, one of the things that Napoleon Hill, uh, one of his quotes is, the future depends on what you do today. All right. You guys that don't know Napoleon Hill is one of my, uh, you know, all time greatest, you know, authors. And there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that he's great done. Books. Yeah. Over the years. Yeah. Great books, but um, you know, quit watching the clock, do what the clock does. It moves. Right. And if you're just sitting there thinking that hope is a strategy, it's not, and it's a mistake and you're going to make mistakes along the way. Don't try to start perfectly. Just stop stopping and just start moving and, and just get after it. And that's what that Sean, that's all I've done in my business. Right. And I've seen the fruits of our labor and it's not where I want it to be, but guess what? It's way better than what I would say 99% of the industry is doing. Right. I had and, to write down uh, that quote, KT. That was a darn good quote. Quit watching the clock, do what it does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I come up with some stuff every once in a while. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, that's all I've got, guys. Like you just got to, you got to really get to work. And, and the best way to do that, like if you want to do that with a group of people, join our community. Join our community of, we've got thousands of loan officers in there that are sharing over 10, every single day. Yeah, over 10,000. And they're sharing every single day. And, you know, it's, uh, it's gotten extremely interesting in our group. And just the, you know, Sean, I was looking at it just last night and I was thinking, oh my God, there's so much value that's being plugged in here on a consistent basis of, of thoughts and things being shared. And uh, when you have an industry of people coming together, sharing some of their best stuff and ideas and, and being in conversation, um, it really motivates you. And it also reminds you to stay focused on the things that you want to do. Right. And having that accountability is always, um, you know, and and. and it's something to look at, to, to mirror, you know, something that will encourage you or help you be a better version of yourself as an originator. So if you're not a part of our community, go to become NL right now, join the community. We have several 90 day accountability programs inside of there. Some of which you do have to pay for, but there's a program called foundations 90. You'll get weekly accountability for 90 days, help you develop your ATMs, your actions that matter. So you can take action because come next spring, you'll be ready and in a different position than everybody else. Uh, if you're already part of our community. Yep. Let's good to see it. you in there. If you're not, we look forward to seeing you on the other side. Peace out, friends. All right. Take care, Sean.